Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and you're very welcome to this week's podcast. Today's date is December the 12th. It's getting very close to Santa season. In fact, if you're somebody that follows the traditions of life, you will have your tree up from the 8th of December until the 6th of January. Yes, folks, that's what it means to be in the Christmas mood. Sorry, I'm nearly out of breath already. Just goes to show you that I don't really have the stamina in my throat these days. Hey, <laughs> that's what he said. But I'll tell you this, um, I, I've got a bit of a cold nowadays and it's one of those things that's it's kind of looked down upon. You can't, you can't really have a cold anymore or people look at you going, why are you sneezing? Where did you get them sneezes from? Why is he blowing his nose, that fella? Why is he gapping? But um, no, it's just the regular old 9 to 5 cold that I have. So it's been at me there for the last week. But thankfully now I'm just about over it. But um, I did have a gig during the week in Kessabar and I wanted to give a big shout out to everyone that came along to that gig. Thank you very much for your support. I really appreciate it. It was great to see everyone there. Great to see people from Faroways, Longford and Cavan. And of course... Let's not forget all the towns in Mayo where people came from. Um, Charlestown, Claremaris, Ballina, Foxford. We had a couple of lads there from Sligo as well. And Well, actually, sorry, no, they were from, I think they were from Cavan. But I met them, last time I met them was in Sligo. And sometimes what happens is people say, do you remember that time we were hanging out in Sligo in 2010? And my brain in that moment goes through a catalogue of vague memories that I have of everything in my life because that's my problem with my memory is that it's shite it's no good it's very vague and it's very blurry as well and there's always like loads of bits and hours and days missing from it but what I've tried to be what I've tried to do the last few years is when I'm talking to someone I try to remember something specific about that person no matter what it is maybe it's a jumper they're wearing on the day or maybe it's the way they have their beard or something like that or maybe it's the shoes they're wearing or they're from a certain town that has an interesting name but um, I was talking to one lad anyways and he said do you remember meeting me in Longford uh, seven years ago at a bus station and I was like ooh this sounds dodgy and I was like can you tell me more just so I can kind of refresh these ideas in my head because over the course of seven years they reckon not only do you do you change a slight bit but your whole body changes every every cell in your body has a seven year cycle so me and this fellow were completely different humans at this point. But he was trying to wreck my, wreck my brain. He goes, yeah, I was heading up to, to Donegal for a job. And I think you were heading into Dublin to meet someone. And I was like, oh, who, who, where was the job? And he goes, oh, I was in, I forget where he said now where I was in. I think it was in a mechanics place or something like that. He was going up to do like an, an apprentice. And he said, I was going to Dublin. I was kind of going to Dublin to meet two lads, he said. So when he said that, I was like, who who are these two lads that I was meeting in Dublin? And, and this mechanic, surely I can put these pieces together. And he was telling me more. But then he goes, ah, sure, you probably forget it anyways. But that encouraged me even more to start going through my mind and remembering these memories that have been stuck away in some drawer that I don't know how to access this drawer half the time. But as he was talking away to me anyways, he goes, I was like, how's life anyway in Longford? And, He's like, ah, oh, it's grand, you know, I was there for lockdown, all this other stuff. And as he was talking, my brain kind of shut down from what he was saying. And I went into the compartments in my brain. And I was like, going through them, going through them, going through them. And I was like, oh, is there a Kev? Is it Kev? Is it Kev? Kev? Kev, is it? And he goes, what? I said, Kev. 
He goes, no, 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 it's Dave. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm so close, so close. And then I was trying to, because I did remember on this point, I, I knew it was either Dave or Kev. I guessed the wrong one. But I think he was thinking that I was guessing. But I was trying to make out that Kev and Dave is a similar enough name. And he wasn't having any of it, really. Even though I know he wasn't, like, it wasn't like I was saying to him, Kev and Dave are the same, even though I did say to him one time, yeah, I know, I do remember that. It's just that I thought Kev and Dave, it's kind of like similar names. And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, you know the crack, anyway. And then we just moved on from that bit of conversation. But anyways, that's my long-winded way of thanking the people of Longford and Cavan and everywhere else across the country for coming to the gig in Kesselbar. Um But yeah, I did have a cold for that gig, so I found... I was getting uh, kind of caught up in the throat and the first thing that happened to me when I came on stage, you know when you get a runny nose? So I came on stage and I mean, my nose started running. I was like, oh God, if I come on stage and the first thing I do is blow my nose, that's just going to look so stupid. So I had to plow on for the first 10 minutes until my nose kind of stopped being runny. Um, and I know that's not a great picture to paint, but that's just what happened. Um, and it felt like it was a kind of it definitely felt Christmassy anyways because there was Christmas music playing after and there was Christmas decorations up everywhere and anyways big shout as well to the TF and Kessabar as well for hosting me and Pat I shook Pat hands, Pat's hand when I was in there He, I think he owns TF and uh, he told me that he was over at a Man United game the last few days and he said oh fierce fierce crack altogether but I didn't get chatting to him after but I want to give a shout out to him and also Dunica who's his right hand man I got talking to him down um, a hallway and he's a lovely fella. He kind of reminded me of, um, you know that guy, um, what's this fella's name? He's on Seinfeld. And he's Seinfeld's sidekick, the tall fella. I don't know what his name is, but he reminded me of that guy. He was just the same sort of gither to him. And he was a lovely fella. And uh, big shout out to him too. Now, this week's episode, we're going to be talking about discipline. I want to get really disciplined for 2022. But I have a lot of issues that I'm facing and I wanted to talk to you about them and maybe you can give me some advice on what you think I should do because this is the main problem that I have. This is the main crossroads that I always seem to come to in my life. When it comes to discipline, I can do it for weeks but then I get to a point where I'm like, okay, maybe I feel like I'm in fairly good shape. I feel like I'm kind of doing my to-do lists. I feel like I'm doing a nice bit of work and I feel like all my personal relationships with family and friends are in good, are in good shape. But then it gets to a point in my life where I'm like, oh, this is this is kind of it then, is it? This is just like the way I keep going with fitness and, and everything like that. And there's no, not much kind of spiciness going on. And then I start thinking to myself, well, someday I'll be dead. So maybe I should just go out there and enjoy myself a bit more. And when those words and ideas start coming into my head, that's when I get a bit lazy and procrastinate. And I tend to get the biscuits during the week or the chocolates or the, the crisps. And, you know, that might sound like no big deal. But when I open up a packet of biscuits, I have to finish it within an hour or two. Like it has to be finished within a couple of sittings. Like when I go at it, I, I sometimes like, for example, when I go into, let's say I go into Aldi and I get myself a, a packet of biscuits. Now I'm talking a big packet of biscuits that's like could be 25 biscuits in the packet. I'll have half of them eaten by the time I've got the car home and then go into the house, make a cup of tea. The other half is gone. And then I could even have more chocolate on top of that. That could only be a Tuesday as well. So that's something that I'm trying to figure out because it, it, for me, it goes between really trying to get to the top, reach my goals, become the best version of myself, 
But then I have this problem inside my own mind where I'm like, well, sure, look, it should be dead someday. You know, what's the point of dying with a six pack? What good is that to you? If someone's like, that lad's in great shape. Yeah, but he's dead. You know, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know how any of you guys get through that. But if anyone has any bit of advice on that, please do let me know. Because I do I do have a, the discipline in me. It's just I feel like the discipline is there for weeks. But then just as easily the lack of discipline can come in for the same amount of weeks. And I'm trying to tip the tide in the favour of discipline. But what I've come to realise is that there's quite a bit of sacrifice to that, you know, in terms of uh, chill out time and stuff like that. And what you spend your downtime on to becoming completely undisciplined. And then you get to a point where, you know, you're not even following a structure. You're getting up a bit late. You mightn't be, you know, you might be scrolling too much on Instagram or TikTok or one of those websites. Or you might be wasting your time reading bullshit articles like stuff that uh, the Brazilian president was talking about or stuff that the German president or chancellor was on about. Like, who gives a shit about that, really? So that's the stuff I'm trying to figure out in my life. So to be disciplined, this is something I wrote down during the week. I said, to be disciplined is tough. It feels like it goes against my natural ways. I like to always be doing something, but I think I lack the discipline to have my life together. So that's why this week, this is me, by the way, not reading off the page now, but I'm just thinking that this week, I'm going to try and balance life between discipline and having full fun. Uh, and as I said before, I'm a devil for the chocolate and the biscuits. So I'm trying not to just randomly go into a shop and just scoff them down like I deserve them because I'm an adult that can go into a shop and buy them. Because I think it comes from when I was a child and, you know, there wouldn't be so many biscuits in the house. And anytime you got a biscuit, you'd be just, oh, this is lovely. Oh, it's a lovely biscuit. And you'd really appreciate the biscuit. But within when you, when you turn 18 and you're allowed to buy your own biscuits, um, it gets to a point where, you know, you can go into a shop and you can buy as many biscuits as you want and no one's ever going to pull you up on that. So, you know, it gets a bit trickier. Now, in terms of getting out of bed early, I wake up most days at around half eight or nine. And I always thought, oh, that's pretty decent because all my life I was, I'm not good at getting out of bed. When I was in school, I was terrible for getting out of bed. Um, even for jobs, I was just, I, I love staying up late. That's my problem. So getting out of bed before eight has always been a struggle for me. So I decided, you know, I read an articles about this thing during the year and they say like, you know, as long as you get eight hours, that's plenty. That Like you can kind of get up at any time, but, but an hour before 12 at night is better than an hour after 12. And that's a big issue for me because I don't really like to be sleeping before 12. For some reason, I, I kind of, I feel like juicy things are happening late at night on the internet. Now they're not. If you can, if I just look back on what I've searched on my history of Google or wherever over the course of every night this year after twelve, then it'll probably just be crap going from YouTube to to Reddit to Instagram to Pinterest and just a, like a loop, an awful loop of shite altogether. So this year, I've been getting up. Fairly early, sometimes even eight o'clock, sometimes even half seven, but never any earlier than half seven. That's really my threshold. I can't, I just can't get out of the bed at seven. And now a lot of people out there nowadays would be like, you can't get out of the bed at half seven. Should I work? I'm up at half five. I go for runs at half six. I've, I've books and things done by half seven. I've all my clothes washed by seven. Come on, buddy, get out. People, nowadays there's a culture 
I think it's across the world, or I, and I think it's because, excuse me, now I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, but I think the culture nowadays is to hustle 24-7, 365, and it's the American hustle idea that I think has seeped into the internet. And there's the illusion on the internet that you think everyone is hustling so much to the point where you think, you feel like you have to be hustling all the time and getting up at seven o'clock, half seven now is even potentially a small bit late because you hear about people like Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Mark uh, Wahlberg or Tom Hanks or all these different people, Tom Hardy getting out of bed half four, five o'clock in the morning and saying that those first two hours are probably the best hours of their day because there's no one up they're more productive they can get a good run at the day they can get all the dirty work out of the way and nobody would bother them so i don't know i I don't know is that too early to be getting up i know some people have to get up at the likes of half five because they've got to commute into work and obviously that's changed quite a bit now with the whole wfh work from home job but at the same time i think getting up at that time is too early um but scrolling on the phone has to go. So that's something that's definitely going to go next year. I'm going to leave the phone out of the room and I'm going to just have not have it in the room after 10pm at night. It's just a devil. It's a devil. It tricks you into thinking, oh, this is entertaining. This is fun. Wake up the next day, you haven't a clue what you're looking at. You could be scrolling for hours and hours. And it's the problem is it's only bitty information. It's only little tidbits that you're getting. And you're not really deep diving into any topic. Unless, of course, you do deep dive and then it's probably not as bad. But I think it's better to be looking at a page than a book, than a phone. So that's something that I'm really going to try and, and knock on the head. Um, and it, when it comes to the sleep, I get plenty of it. I don't know about you folks, but I get probably eight hours of sleep a night. Now, I've gone, I've gone a bit OCD with the old sleep because I have a, not a Fitbit, but it's called an Honor. It's like a Chinese ripoff of the Fitbit. And it tells you every morning when you wake up, it tells you how many hours you've slept. And it's a bit inaccurate at times. Sometimes it'll tell you you slept for 12 hours. Sometimes it'll tell you like, oh, you've had no sleep, even if you were in bed all night. But something that I look into with this one is it tells you about your REM sleep and everything else and how deep you're getting to sleep. And, you know, maybe we're looking into it too much. Maybe all this over analysis of your life is, is maybe just as bad as anything. Um... So yeah, this week I'm going to try something different every day just to sort of spice things up. Another thing I was reading about is that humans are creatures of habit. So um, when I go into Tesco even, you know, I try to go down different aisles now. I'll try to mix things up, try to keep things spicy inside my own brain just to keep myself on my toes. So before when I would walk into Aldi or Tesco or anywhere, I'd go straight into the fruit and veg aisle. I'd pretty much follow the, the same lines as the shop has laid out for you. But what I've started doing and when I say started, I mean just today for the first time, is I walk into Tesco, I took a hard left, I walk down to the very, very end aisle, so I end up in the drinks aisle straight away, which isn't probably good, and I'll take a quick walk through there, and then I'll go up and down the aisles from that side, and I'll work my way back towards the fruit and veg, and it's a nice way to finish up, Um, but that's kind of just something to really keep me on my toes and keep things spicy and break myself out of different patterns that I have in my life. Because I suppose that's that's probably another thing about discipline is that when you get into patterns like for me and, and chocolate and, and shops and convenience stores, I, I tend to go in there and just buy a lot of chocolate. So I think uh, maybe trying to break those patterns mightn't be a bad thing at all. 
Now, I wanted to briefly talk about Jocko Willink, who is a Navy SEAL, ex-Navy SEAL, retired at the moment. He was an officer. He served for, I don't know how many years, but he said during the week that he has 10, 10 different rules that he lives by. Well, he didn't say it during the week. He's got a book, but he said, I was watching one of his podcasts during the week and he said he follows 10 strategic rules in his life and the first one is to be strategic to make a plan what do you want what do you want what are you looking for that kind of stuff what are you chasing so that's number one number two is go on the offensive always attack don't really know what he means by that but I suppose maybe it could be instead of like holding back maybe when you see an opportunity go for it take a chance jump at it with both hands I don't tend to do that but maybe that's what I should start doing maybe attacking more often number three is Make your life better than a movie. Imagine the movie inside your own brain. You're the main character. Now live it. Myself and Joe Rogan to be going on about that sometimes. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, you probably could apply that to your life. Number four is take ownership. Be responsible. Number five is hashtag believe. That's I don't know why he's got it down with hashtag, but believing in yourself. That's I got to give it to Jocko. I got to give it to that, him for that one. You have to believe in yourself because if you don't, no one else will. Number six, seize your opportunities. Number seven, study leadership. Yeah, that's just him trying to sell his own book, maybe. Number eight is be willing to do whatever it takes. This is another problem I have. Be willing to do whatever it takes. The Americans, when it comes to careers and stuff like that, they're kind of ruthless. They're quite ruthless for their careers. Now, do the careers come above family? Definitely not. But it seems like... When you read a lot of these uh, career-driven books or like kind of self-help books, it's very much, it seems like it's it's geared towards doing whatever it takes to get to the top of the pile, which, you know, when you're on your deathbed, you might want to be thinking, well, I hope I've got a few friends that like me and I hope I've got family that love me and, and I hope that people like me. You know, just because you're a hard-ass all your life and you're always pushing deals and you're the next Jeff Bezos doesn't mean that like your life is any good but then again sure, this is this is just me talking about Jocko Willink I mean I don't have to take any of these on board number nine he says get up early yeah definitely gonna get on that Jocko and number ten stop lying to yourself that's a good one now we're gonna move on from Jocko and talk a small bit about birds um I wanted to talk about some of the wildlife in Ireland over the winter and also give you a bit of a current update on the crow situation I've had this crow or two crows that come knocking at my window every single morning, except sometimes they don't. So then it's not really every single morning, but five days a week you can be guaranteed that you're going to get two grey-hooded crows knocking at the window. Sometimes if it's too stormy, they won't come. Sometimes if it's too wet, they'll stay away. But generally, they're there every morning from around, I would say, half six, until you actually go out and you run them, and then they'll go away. And sometimes they're cheeky enough to come back depending on if you're at the kitchen window or not but the fuckers had my head wrecked anyways um but what can you do about them it's just i suppose they, they must see the reflection anyways or something in the mirror but um i was reading during the week there's this, this thing called this a state of torpor which is physical or mental inactivity and it's uh when animals kind of shut down in winter not to full hibernation mode like you'd get with the the bats or you'd get with hedgehogs but more like a badger, for example. They don't really go into hibernation. They go into a state of torpor, where it's kind of like they still have a bit of food. They get up now and then, but their bodies have pretty much shut down 
and they're living off all the fat reserves that they've built up over the course of autumn, summertime and obviously spring. Now, how do they stay warm? Well, say, for example, if you were to take... Uh, um, how do they stay warm in winter? Take, for example, a little... Uh, what you call those birds? A seagull, right? What they do is... One of the ways they stay warm, they've got loads of fat around their body anyways, and they've got the feathers to keep themselves warm. But their legs, you might look at their legs and be like, jeez, they've got very skinny legs. How do they keep them warm? Well, sometimes they'll squat and they'll cover both legs and they'll have their bodies around them to keep them warm. Or else they'll work each leg. At, you know, sometimes you see like a, a bird standing on one leg. Well, that's because they're trying to keep um, the other leg warm. That's another way they do things. They also have a very high metabolism and very higher body temperatures than humans as well. So don't worry too much about the birds. They're 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 pretty all right. They're grand, you know. Um, to be honest, I'd love to live underground with the badger. I'd I'd love to know like just to what they're doing down there and how many little different avenues and pathways that they have. And wouldn't it be cool to just chill out there with a badger for the winter? Imagine like you've discovered that he had this big room underground like and you could just hang out down there bring down a television uh, get a bit of wi-fi signal get a smart tv down there for yourself that'd be just lovely spend a bit of time down there with the badger anyways there's this other bird by the way that i was reading about during the week it's called the arctic tern and it travels up to sixty thousand kilometers from the arctic to antarctica now not one go it stops off along the way but it's the longest traveling bird in the world and they do a lot of gliding they've got these nice long wings and one of the ways one of, one of the interesting things about this creature is that it does its courtship in the sky what it does is it, it gets a fish like normally they travel in packs when they're going from the arctic to antarctica um they travel in packs but like a, a we'll say a single male what he'll do is he'll catch a fish and he'll go over to the other uh, a group of like birds that are flying and he'll kind of like try to get their attention. Then he'll go down and land and he start doing a dance. And then one of the females might come over to him and then they'll end up having sex. And that's where other uh, birds come from in that scenario. But I just thought it was such a weird way to go about getting the hop. Um, but anyways, that's enough about birds. That's enough shy talk for one week. I wanted to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. Really do appreciate it, folks. And thanks for all the support all year round. And I want to give a big shout out as well to Golden Bake for their continued support your delicious jambons continue to rock my world and they're just delicious guys if you get a chance hop into the deli get yourself some golden bake jambons they're absolutely gorgeous lads and also i want to give a big shout out to bcr construction who are looking for electricians at this moment in time in the dublin and surrounding areas give them a shout he told me to tell you 350 a day now as well as this i want to finally thank all my patreons for all their support throughout the year and the years and it really means a lot to me for all your support. Thank you so much, guys. Um, it's, it's absolutely legendary to support this podcast. And I really, really appreciate you guys, um, you know, being Patreons and sharing the word and sharing the messages around the place. And um, just, just even listening to this is great. So I want to thank you very much for that. And to everyone that's been sharing and listening to the podcast, thank you so much. Um, as I said before, I... I probably should have bit the bullet really and did more visual podcasts this year but that's the plan for next year now i've got all the gear here ready to go that's what i'm going to jump into next year so you're going to see a lot more of me on youtube and different places like that next year and um i'm definitely going to start 
recording these visual podcasts too because I think it adds an extra level of flavour to the whole thing. Um, I'm going to figure out how to upload them onto the Patreon page. But anyways, leave that with me. And besides that, we'll chat to you next week anyways. But thank you very much for listening this week. I hope you have a great end to your weekend and I hope you have a great start to your Monday tomorrow. Bye-bye.